Okay, we're actually going to look uh, this morning at Samson. Okay, this is just a fantastic story. But while we're at it, we're going to uh, <clears throat> pick up uh, several other good things because this is why we have the details. And the Bible, this is the, I mean, if you think about it, this is so simple. And Jesus actually told some people who said, well, there's no resurrection. You know, the story about, well, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven of these men had her, you know. He says, you do greatly err not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. So <clears throat> we're going to know the scriptures, and we do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So let's start here. You're going to find... Uh, uh, You'll find uh, Samson in the, in the Judges right here. But now let's look a little history here. Book of Beginnings, okay? Basically, uh, uh, then it's all about Abraham and his descendants, which is important because God says, I'll bless the whole world through Abraham. Well, that's how he got us, okay? Okay, then all of a sudden, they wind up in Egypt. You can equate the E with Egypt, but then also exit, exit. They got out. Halfway through Exodus, Egypt's over with. The Passover, it's over with. What's left? The Lord told Moses how to build a tabernacle, a temporary structure. Remember, nobody was going to church. Nobody knew nothing about God. Moses hardly knew nothing about God. Moses, right, when he first, got, uh, when he first started going to go see Pharaoh, on the way there, his kids, his boys weren't even circumcised. And that was part of the covenant, which was important. And an angel stopped him on the way and said, hey... You know, I'm serious about this stuff. It, and why, well, say, why did he have to have his sons circumcised? And his wife was mad about it. His wife was a Midianite. And she took, when she cut the foreskins off of, you know, the boys, she threw them at Moses' feet and said, what a bloody husband you are. <laughs> but there was a reason. And if you go back and read Exodus, not, uh, Genesis 17, the Lord says, this is your responsibility. Every male shall do this. That was the only responsibility. And if you think through it, what's that got to do with it? Well, let me tell you something. Everybody and his brother would know you have a covenant with God. Your wife would know. You would know. Your friends would know. <laughs> I mean, covenant, what's that mean? Covenant, you have access to the Lord. He's there to help you. But anyway, so here we go. So after that, this is instructions to the Levites. The Levites managed and controlled the tabernacle by the Lord. They didn't come up with their own ideas. Okay, numbers is just what it was. It was the numbers. All the people that came out, and guess what? That's when history picks up again, and they just left Mount Sinai. They're on the way to the promised land. Of course, by chapter 13, they say, we can't go in there. So they wander around for 40 years. Picks up with Deuteronomy. Moses says, let me recap, and it's the Gettysburg Address. He just, it's February 15th, 40 years after they got out of Egypt. So this is a real short time frame. Really great. Now, then Joshua. Moses has died. Joshua's there, and they stormed the promised land. Boy, in 10 years' time, I think you can see in the, about the 10th chapter of Joshua, everything God had said took place. They just, they took it. Wow. No problem. Joshua died at the end. Something happened in Judges. They started worship. I want to be like that nation. I want to be like I want to be like the Muslims. I kind of think I kind of I want to be like the Chinese. I want to worship Buddha. Oh, God had already warned them in this right here. When you do that, it's going to fall apart. Well, that's what they did. So in the book of Judges, it's highs and lows, highs and lows. Different people, and everybody's running for cover. They're doing what they want to do. It's, reason, it's a great historical book. Now, we're going to pick up here. Oh, let's find where it is. 
Uh, let's see, Samson, let me back up just a little bit. Oh, that's right here. Let's go 11, 12, I think it's 13. Okay, let's see. Oh, let me close this down. Hang on a second. Here we go. Oh, is that what I want? Yeah, well, yeah, it is Samson, but we'll come back up to 13. Now, so in chapter 13 of Judges, uh, and the children of Israel did uh, evil in the sight of the Lord. Let me, we're in the King James. Let's switch that to the Living Bible. Just makes it easy for us. <clears throat> It'll say the same thing when you look at it. Here we go. What, what did they do? Close this down. Once again, look what they did. Oh, they said something bad to their mama. They had a bad attitude. Let me tell you, Jesus had a bad attitude when he went through that temple and ran everybody out. That's not your Christianity, okay? We focus on that like that's all. That's all I need to know. I, the Bible's about being good. The Bible says to be angry and sin not. So there's, there's, there's a way to do this, and you can figure that out. Once again, Israel sinned. Oh, no, don't tell me that's a sin. You can't. See, our society is so messed up. Worshipping other gods. Whoa. So the Lord let them be conquered by the Philistines. Well, he told them that. So this is a no-brainer. Uh, who kept them in subjection. Look at that. For 40 years. Now look what happened. The angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah uh, of the tribe of Dan. That's all part of, you know, Abraham's kids, descendants. In other words, these are real people from real families who lived in the city of Zorah. We'll just say Montgomery. She had no children. Now, this is so important. When the Bible says somebody had no children, they're fixing to tell you something great. Anyway, you do a little research on your own about people in the Bible that don't have kids and supposedly you have trouble with, grand, you don't have grandkids or somebody or maybe yourself or whatever. Let me tell you, your days of that are over with. The Lord will fix that. Well, are you telling me the Lord? I, the Bible's telling you that. It's so easy. Praise the Lord. We come from the, the world of unbelief. Oh, God doesn't do that anymore. He won't do that. He's trying to teach me what it's like to not have kids. That's a violation of Genesis when God told Abraham, I mean, excuse me, Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I'm a, I, I, I've got three grandkids already. But let me tell you something. If I grew up and I have three kids and all of a sudden, I, Dad, hate to inform you, but none of us are going to provide you with any grandkids. Oh, that's okay. It won't hurt me. I have Jesus. What? I've got Jesus to help me, praise the Lord. I want grandchildren. I want a family, praise the Lord. I mean, but somehow we think, oh, it's okay. It must be a reason. Here's the reason. Okay, back to this. She didn't have any kids. But the angel of the Lord said to her, even though you have been barren so long, you're soon going to have a son. Now, you reckon she ever prayed? Because the other stories we have show that she prayed. Well, I mean, they prayed. Well, you know they did. Anyway, even though you've been barren so long, you'll conceive and have a son. Now, watch this. Don't drink any wine or beer, and don't eat any food that isn't kosher. Oh, 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 oh. There's a reason. Medical, medical, medical. We're going to get into this. But anyway, <clears throat> your son's hair must never, must never be cut. Well, you've got to associate that with this. Okay, if you're not going to cut your hair... Then and you're not going to drink, you better do both of them. No, watch this. For he shall be a Nazarite, a special servant from God from the time, oh, from the time, watch this, of his birth, and, he'll, and he will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. 
Now, notice what the real is. It's almost like Moses, go tell the Israelites, let my people go. That, this is what's going to happen. Okay. So, notice it said, a Nazarite. Well, we just don't know nothing. Oh, we, we, just, we just take it blindly. No, we don't. Number six. We would immediately raise our hand and said, I know what that is. The Lord gave further instructions. Numbers chapter 6, verse 1. For the people of Israel. Notice, for the people. This is everybody. You know what? You can have a Nazarite vow. I can start growing a beard if I want to <laughs> and have a Nazarite vow. Now, a vow is for a special reason. It's not that, well, I'm all woolly. I am trusting the Lord for something. That's exactly what this is. Now, watch what happens. Either man or woman. Yeah, the women can get on this. Take a special vow of a Nazarite, consecrating himself to the Lord in a special way. He must not, therefore, during the entire Period of his consecration to the Lord, taste strong drink. Oh, well, we, we don't do that. Well, I, that's, you know you're Christian if you never have a drink. Where did we get that from? Ridiculous. Do you know when you came before the Lord, we'll look at this in a moment, when you brought your offering to the Lord, you were supposed to take the strong drink and drink before the Lord. There was a table, there was bread and all this kind of stuff. We, we get it backwards sometimes. Now, people have trouble. People, you know, can, can go out and get DUI. People can ruin their lives with it. But that doesn't stop this, okay? So let's go back to this. Watch this. He can't taste strong drink. In just a minute, you're going to see he can't even eat a raisin. Won't you? Raisins is good for you. Well, he can't have a raisin. So see how backward. Let's just take the story and get the details Instead of worrying about, you know, the laws about a wet county and a dry county and the Indians, how we ruin the Indians. Man, the, no. Mm -mm. Stick with the story. He can't even taste strong drink or wine or even fresh wine. Grape juice? That's going too far. Wait a minute. Cutting your hair? Not, that's going too far. Boy, you need a haircut. <laughs> I don't care what the Bible says. You need a haircut. No, he said don't cut your hair. All right. He may eat nothing that comes from the grapevines, not even the seeds or the skins. <gasps> wow. Watch this and watch for mercy here because there's going to be a little slip up here. Does that mess things up? Throughout that time, notice that time, he must never cut his hair, this woman too, for he is holy to the Lord and consecrated to the Lord. That's why he must let his hair grow. He may not even go near a... Well, forget your funerals. Yeah, but my daddy died. Forget it. You ain't going. Do you know the priest couldn't even go around a dead person? And you know, it, it doesn't, it's so easy to see this. Death is God's enemy. When that tabernacle structure was set up and there was the holies of holies, and these people that were worth the priest, they weren't supposed to be around a dead person. Now, time would come, they would have to, but it would take them a day. It was like, I think, they, was, the, the next day they would be consecrated and they could get back to it. God's not being hard on the funeral service. It's death. Death is not right. But we've had 6,000 years of death and we've all come up with excuses and, and we'll say, you never know what's after death. I know what's after death. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. It's appointed unto man once to die and then, yikes, the judgment. Except for us, it's going to be okay. We're not worried about the judgment. But we have, no one's ever been there. No one's ever come back. Jesus came back. He told us all about it. Anyway, he can't even go near a dead body the entire period of his vow. Even if his father and mother or sister, 
Wow. Now that's being hard. I can't go to mama's funeral. I want a word with the Lord. No, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about rescuing all of Israel. Think about all the wonderful things Samson did. With a jawbone of an ass. A thousand people. Wow. Now watch this. Okay, so, and he, no, notice it says, uh, for his vow of concentration, uh, uh, for his vow to remain in effect. And if he is consecrated to the Lord throughout, and he is consecrated throughout the entire period. Now, if he is defiled by having someone fall dead beside him, well, doggone it, I didn't know. <laughs> wow. Again, why is this so important? Death, death, death. It's not like, well, let's just make up something. Let's say if a guy roller skates by you, your vow's over with. No, this is not a funny book. This is serious. Death. Wow. Then seven days later, he shall shave his defiled head, and he'll be cleansed from the contamination of being in the presence of death. Wow. The next day, the eighth day, he must bring two turtle doves. Wow. He's got to go, go before the priest and offer a sacrifice. Yeah, but it's going to restore the vow. Okay, anyway. Uh, the priest shall offer one of the birds for a sin offering. Now, don't be... It wasn't my fault the guy died. Hold on. We all bear the sin of Adam. That's what it is. He didn't... Do you know what? A woman, when she has her monthly time period... Oh, I'm not afraid. She had to offer every month these two birds. So, well, that's just... Remember, that's because death was passed down from Adam. And this was just a covering until Jesus... It wasn't, a, and it actually said it was a sin offering. Well, what's wrong with a woman being a woman? Well, it's not your sin; it's the sin of Adam passed on down. You got to understand this fellow right here. Jesus was trying to be with the nation of Israel, and he couldn't because of sin and because of death. Just, just man alone. He, the, and it got broke when Jesus died on the cross and rose again. It all went away. We don't, the Jews today don't even have, they can't even get that tabernacle together and offer those uh, sin offerings anymore. They just don't do it anymore. They probably should, but they don't. We don't need them. I'm just saying, do you notice how it quit? Something happened. Okay, anyway. He must renew his vows and his, let his hair begin to go. The day is of his vows that were fulfilled before his defilement no longer count. Wow. He must begin all over again. And he brings a male lamb. Okay, at the conclusion of his vow of separation, he must go into the tabernacle and offer a burnt sacrifice, a year-old lamb without defect, and he'll offer a sin. Now, this is after it's over with. And then a, some yeast, some pancakes, and whatever. Accompanying grain and a drink offering. What? Yeah, drink offering. The priest shall present these offerings before the Lord, the sin offering, the burnt offering, the ram, whatever, and finally the grain along with the drink offering. I'll tell you what to look. Alcohol's flowing freely in the tabernacle. Well, yeah, but I want you to notice that. We're not going to look at it today. But the priests and the Levites, they weren't supposed to drink in there because they got to know what's going on. Okay? All right. But they were given a portion of this to take home with them. That's really not uh, the point of the scriptures here is not, I'm a Christian. If you convince yourself you're going to heaven because you've never sipped alcohol, you're in trouble. Because Jesus said, if you don't believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. It's, it's not what I don't do down here. Okay. Anyway, then the Nazarite shall shave his long hair, the sign of his vow of separation. This shall be done at the entrance 
Okay, and the hair will be put in the fire under the peace offering sacrifice. The man's head's been shaved. The priest takes the roasted shoulder of the lamb and the pancakes, okay, all this stuff, and puts them all in the man's hands. The priest shall wave it back and forth before the Lord in a gesture before the Lord. Okay. See, that man's standing right there. Okay. Anyway, uh, all of its holy portion uh, to the priest, as are the rib piece, the shoulder, away before the Lord. After that, Oh, wait a minute. The Baptist didn't tell me that. The Baptist didn't tell me that. Now, the point is, we don't worry about this stuff. You know. After that, the Nazarite can drink again. His vow's over with, okay? So it's not the drinking. Now, let's go on. Let's go back over here and catch some more of the story. Okay. Oh, we're in Judges. Where were we at? We were in Judges, I think, 12. Okay, here we are. So, he says, don't even let him have any wine or beer. Don't eat anything that isn't kosher. Your son's hair must never be cut, for he's a Nazarite, a special servant of God, from the time of his birth. And he'll begin to rescue the Philistines. The woman ran and told her husband, a man of God appeared to me. I think he must be an angel, for he was too glorious to look at. You know, this is repetitious. This is always the case in the scriptures. It's the reason these things made scriptures. Uh, I didn't I didn't ask where he was from, and he didn't tell me his name, but he told me, you're going to have a baby boy. Now, she's telling her husband, Manoah, we'll just call him Mike, okay? He told me, don't drink any wine or beer, and don't eat any food that isn't kosher, for he's going to be a Nazarite. Now, remember, she's <laughs> then been going to the synagogue. She may have heard about this thing, you know, but it's not fresh on their mind, because they've been worshiping idols. Watch what Manoah does. Anyway, he'll be dedicated from the moment of his birth till his death. Manoah, that's the dad. Well, he'd never been a dad yet. He said, oh, Lord, please let the man of God come back again and give us some more instructions. <sighs> We're wearing heaven out. Would you quit asking the Lord for stuff? No, wait a minute. This is the Bible. Ask, and it shall be given you. Watch this. The Lord answered his prayer, and the angel of the Lord appeared once again. Yeah, there you go, to his wife. Yes, just like it. You can smell a, a, a story. Yeah, just, oh, I saw him again. You got your prayer answered. He showed up to your wife. Nah, read the next verse. The wife goes and gets him. So anyway, here's what happened. Uh, the Lord answers his prayer. The angel appeared once again to his wife as she was sitting in the field. Well, dad, burn it. I wanted to see him. Well, wait a minute. You're going to get it. But again, she was alone. Manoah was not with her. So she quickly ran, found her husband and said, The same man's here. Boy, Manoah ran back with his wife and asked, Are you the man who talked to my wife the other day? Now I want to stop here just a moment. Jesus told uh, Nathaniel in John chapter 1. He told Nathaniel, There's an Israelite in whom there's no guile. In other words, you're, you're, just, you're a good man. And Nathaniel says... How do you know me? Remember what the Lord says? I saw you underneath that fig tree. Boy, and he said, you're the son of God. And remember what Jesus said next? You will see greater things than this. In our Christianity, we just let this stuff just whoosh, out the window. When things go wrong, we forget that we're going to see greater things than this. We, we think when we're so upset about something that uh, everything was great and I lost my wallet. Gee, God knows where your wallet is. The axe head went flying off in the water. And that guy said, hey, Elisha, the axe head, and I borrowed it from Laura or whatever. You know? <laughs> and what did he do? He says, 
Where'd it land? And he said, somewhere over there. And he said, give me that stick. He threw that stick out there, and the axe head floated. Well, joke book. Joke book. No, it's not a joke book. Praise the Lord. Wow. So anyway, watch this. This is even more interesting. He said, are you the man that talked to my wife? Yep, I am. Wow. So Manoah, we'll say Mike here. Mike asked him, can you give us any special instructions how we should raise this boy? The angel said, be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave her. He's not supposed to eat any grapes, raisins, drink, wine, anything that's kosher. And remember the dead stuff. Don't, whatever. Anyway. <clears throat> then Manoah said to the angel, Say, hey, please stay here till we can get you something to eat. He said, I'll stay. Wow, but I'll not eat anything. However, if you wish to bring something, bring an offering to sacrifice to the Lord. See, Moses, I mean, Moses, Manoah didn't even realize it was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah asked him his name. When all this comes true and the baby is born, he said to the angel, we will certainly want to tell everyone that you predicted it. Notice what the angel said. Don't even mention my name. And I personally believe it was an angel, okay? Okay, but anyway, I mean, it says angel, but anyway. Okay. It's a secret. All right. Then Manoah took a young goat, a grain offering. Now watch what happens. He sacrificed it to the Lord. And the angel did a strange and wonderful thing. As the flames from the altar were leaping up on the sky. I hope you know. They killed the lamb. They killed it. Let the blood drain right there. And they had a fire or whatever. And they lit it. And that was a sacrifice. That's, they just did that. Okay. Okay. As the flames of the altar were leaping toward the sky and Manoah and his wife watched, the angel ascended in the fire. And that's kind of funny here. Manoah and his wife fell faceward down to the ground. Oh, oh, and that was the last they saw of him. It was then that Manoah finally realized, whoo, what did he realize? Well, that it had been the angel of the Lord. Now notice what he says. We're going to die. I thank God for the women folk. <laughs> Because the wife's going to straighten this out. Well, we're going to die, her husband says. And the wife's going, you know what? If we're going to die, how are we ever going to have his Samson character? <laughs> you know, watch this. Manoah cried out to his wife, we've seen God. But his wife said, if the Lord were going to kill us, he wouldn't have accepted our burnt offering. And we wouldn't have appeared to us and told us the wonderful things that were going to happen in these miracles. Anyway. When her son was born, they named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him, and he grew up. The Spirit of the Lord began to excite him whenever he visited the parade grounds of the army of the tribe of Dan, located between the cities of, anyway, this place and that way. Can't have no army, folk. Well, the Spirit of God sure was getting excited about it. All right, here we go. One day, Samson was in Timnah, and he noticed a certain Philistine girl, and when he got home, he told his father and mother that he wanted to marry her. Now, son... She's not a Jew. Anyway, they objected stenuously. Why don't you marry a Jewish girl, they asked. Why must you get a wife from these heathen Philistines? Isn't there a girl among all the people of Israel you could marry? <laughs> you know, but we get into this sometimes with parents, don't we? <clears throat> Best just let it go. Samson told his father, she's the one I want. Get her for me. Now his father and mother didn't realize that the Lord was behind the request, for God was setting up a trap for the Philistines. As Samson and his parents were going to Timnah, look at this, a young lion attacked Samson in the vineyards on the outskirts of town. Woo! At that moment, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and since he had no weapon, he ripped the lion's jaw apart and, and did it as easily as though it were a young goat. My goodness, a lion? 
Every time I see the three stooges, they are not going after the line. They're trying to get out of there. And, and they didn't have no trick photography in those days. That line was bigger than all three of the three stooges. Yeah. Woo! And it's funny. I mean, you just, don't, you just don't make pets out of lines. Gee. Well, when he got to this place, he talked to the girl and found her to be just what he wanted. So all the arrangements were made. Now, why are we getting all these details? Well, watch what happens. He returned for the wedding. He, he turned off the path to see the carcass of the lion and found a swarm of bees and some honey. He took some of the honey with it, eaten it as he went. He gave it to his father and mother, but he didn't tell them where he got it. As his father was making final arrangements for the, for the marriage, Samson threw a party for 30 of the young men, as was custom of the day. Now, this is not Delilah, but it's going to be a similar story. When Samson asked... If they would like to hear a riddle, they replied, yeah, yeah. Now, remember, Samson's not Mr. Total Christian here. He's not. A few minutes, he's going to be at a harlot's house, okay? Well, I mean, the very next chapter, he spent the night at a harlot's house. Wow. But the vow is still in effect. This is still working. Anyway, if you solve the riddle these seven days of the celebration, he said, I'll give you 30 plain robes and 30 fancy robes. But if you can't, then you've got to pay me. You've got to give me these robes. Now, that was not a prophetical statement. He was not being a prophet. He was just being a young, cocky, <clears throat> soon-to-be-married guy. Okay? All right. Here's the riddle. Food came out of the eater and sweetness from the strong. Well, of course, we know that's that line. Three days later, they were still trying to figure it out. Now, watch the details. On the fourth day, they said to his new wife, you better get us the answer from your husband or we're going to burn down your father's house with you in it. I mean, boy, they were going to kill her. This was serious business. Well, you know how women can be. I mean, men can do it too. So she starts, you don't love me. <laughs> you don't love me. You won't tell me. We were invited to this party to make us poor. You're crazy. So Samson's wife, oh, she broke in tears. Oh, now you got to understand, that's great. She's trying to save her life. You don't love me at all. You hate me. You've told a riddle to my people and you had not told me the answer. I haven't even told it to my father and mother, Samson said. She cried whenever she was with him. <laughs> Isn't that the way we do it, you know? Oh, I wish the Bible was a real book. Are you kidding? It's word for word a real book. Gee. All right. At last on the seventh day, he told her. Oh, boy. And of course, well, remember, she, her life was on the line. Those guys were going to kill him. So before sunset of the seventh day, they gave him their reply. What's sweeter than honey? And what's stronger than a lion? <laughs> now look what he says here. Maybe I need to protect y'all gentle ears here. If you hadn't been plowing with my heifer, <laughs> I think, good night, where'd that come from? <laughs> you wouldn't have found out the answer to my riddle. Wow. Then the Spirit of the Lord, look at this, came upon him, and he went to the city. Now, whoa, what's happening here? Of Ashka, he killed 30 men. Now, these were the bad, these are Philistines took their clothing and gave them to the young men. Okay. He was furious about it, and he abandoned his wife. He called the wedding off. Went back to live with his father and mother. And his wife was married instead to a fellow um, that had been the best man. So now his wife's done married somebody else. It's not over. Watch the story. We covered two chapters. Look at this. Later on, the, heast, the wheat festival... At harvest, Samson took a young goat and a present to his wife. Now remember, there wasn't no Facebook. He didn't go, well, doggone, she's married. <laughs> he didn't know. He thinks she's still free. 
intended to sleep with her, but her father wouldn't let him. I thought you hated her, he said. I married her to your best man. But look, hey, got a cute looking sister over here. <laughs> Marry her. Boy, Samson was, well, I thought, he, I thought Samson in the Bible, he was a preacher. I thought he was a prophet. I thought he would, you know, the only thing we get about Samson is in Hebrews 11, and it says, by faith. He's listed in there. By faith. And you're going to see Samson, when he draws his last breath, it's by faith. He's trusting the Lord. Yeah, what you got? Who was speaking that? I really thought you hated her. Yeah, her dad. Oh, yeah, her dad. And so he said, I married her to your best man. So watch what happens. You can't blame me for whatever happens next. Now remember, these were Philistines. They were not Jewish people. Now you might think this is fairy tales, but the stuff Samson was doing wasn't fairy tales. I mean, look what he did to a... This fox stuff is pretty easy. He went out and he caught 300 foxes. I saw a fox the other day on the way to my dad's uh, farm. He took their tails and pairs with a torch between each pair. Then he lit the torches and let the foxes run through the fields. I mean, that would be like tacking a drag line between some wild dogs and have it dragged through there. That would ruin the crops. They didn't have no crop dusters back then to just psh, wipe out their bombs or nothing. This was really ingenious on Samson's side. Boy, I tell you what. So this fire went through the Philistines, burning the grain to the ground, along with the sheaves and the stalks of grain, destroying the olive trees. It wiped out the whole harvest. Who did this? The Philistines demanded. Samson. Well, we'll fix him. All right. Because, now look, now this is, I'm telling you, this is why this is history. Because his father's wife gave him to another man. So the Philistines came, got the girl and the father, and they burned them alive. We need to have a sweet Bible, don't we? We shouldn't have these little stories. Wait till you hear a chapter or two after this. Or, no, it's, it's prior to this. Jephthah made a foolish vow. Oh, my God. He said, Lord, if you help me conquer the Israelites, I mean, if you help me conquer the bad guys, you know, whatever, then the first person out of my house I'll offer as a sacrifice. <laughs> now, remember, nobody's been going to church. He just, he didn't need to do that vow. It's the reason we call it a foolish vow. His little girl come out, well, I wasn't a little girl, his youngest girl who was a teenager. <clears throat> and anyway, they even have a, the Jews have a special holiday for that event. I guess it never happened. It did happen. It did happen. The Jewish calendar have an event where the young girls, before they get married, they go off for this two-day thing or whatever it is, all because of the foolish vow of Jephthah. A couple of chapters before this. Okay, in my vengeance will strike again, Samson vowed. So he attacked. Uh, yeah, it's because they burned him alive. Boy, he was mad. With great fury, he killed many of them. He led, And he went to live in a cave at the rock of wherever. Uh, this is in Judges 15. The Philistines in turn sent a huge posse. Uh-oh, he's had it now. Why have you come here, the men of Judah said. The Philistines said to capture Samson and do to him as he's done to us. So 3,000 men of Judah went down to get Samson in the cave. What are you going to do to us? Uh, they demanded of him. Don't you realize the Philistines? See, they were scared. They had no idea Samson had the power of the Lord on him. Samson said, I only paid them back for what they did to me. Well, we've come to capture you to take you to the Philistines. See, the, Philistines, they were, uh, the Jews were scared. Samson's cut some deal. He says, all right, I'll tell you what. But promise you won't kill me yourselves. Samson knew. Now, this is why the Bible tells us that Samson, well, watch what happens. You'll see what he does. We won't do that. 
Man, it, Samson wiped him out. So they tied him with new ropes. Now, this isn't Delilah. This is another story. And as Samson arrived, his, captive, his captors arrived at Lehi. The Philistines shouted with glee. Woo-hoo! But the strength of the Lord came on Samson. And the ropes which he was snapped, tied together, and they fell from his wrist. And then he signed up a bunch of people to help him. No, he didn't. Then he picked up a donkey's jawbone that was lying in the ground and killed a thousand Philistines. Man, you better be ducking. Now, watch this. Tossing the jawbone, he remarked. What did he remark? This is why it's so important that you read the Bible and you tell me what you see. Heaps upon heaps, all with a donkey's jaw. I killed a thousand men, all with a donkey's jaw. The place has been called Jawbone Hill ever since. Wow. Look at this. He was very thirsty. Well, the Lord help you one time and then it's over with. You're on your own. How many times have I heard that? God gave you a brain, Richard. Well, he may have and I'm going to use it, but if I need, I'm going to ask the Lord for some help. Watch this. He was very thirsty and he prayed to the Lord and said, You've given Israel such wonderful deliverance to me today. Now must I die of thirst and fall to the mercy of these heathen? Wouldn't you call that a prayer? Of course. Anyway, so the Lord caused water to gush out from a hollow in the ground. Wow. And Samson's spirit was revived and he drank. He named the place. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The spring of the man who prayed. Now, I didn't hear that at the Baptist church. I wish I had. Now, I thank God for what I heard, TV ministers and whatever, and books, and boy, I caught up real quick. But a lot of these things we should have all known. The spring of the man who prayed. Oh, just one, body, one person in the Bible can pray. No, 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 no. First Chronicles, just to name another one, 410. I remember that because either 10 minutes after 4 or a shotgun called a 410. First Chronicles, 410. It says, and it says in uh, 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 Jabez, in a big long lineage, all of a sudden, Jabez was the man who prayed and says, and the Lord blessed me and enlarged my coast and, and that he'll keep me from pain. And it says, and God granted him what he requested. Then it went back to so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. Wait a minute, what did he pray? I want that prayer. It'll work for you too. Samson was Israel's leader for the next 20 years, but the Philistines still controlled the land. All right, here's the final one right here. Let me go through it quickly because you've heard this. All right, so he goes to Philistine, spent the night with, well, boy, now it went downhill fast here, didn't it? Golly, that can't be. Well, just act like you didn't see that. No, we need to see that. Praise the Lord. Now, like I said, everybody in the Bible is not going to church. These are people that have the Lord in their life, what's going on. We just try to think sometimes, well, I, I don't understand why. The Lord's going to help you. You've got to understand, Samson's not perfect. Word soon spread that he was in the city, so the police were alerted, and many men of the city, they lay in wait that night to capture him. Now, you know what happened here. In the morning, they thought, when it's light enough, we'll find him, we'll kill him. Well, he stayed in, gee, well, enough details. No, he stayed in bed with a girl till midnight. The girl who? The prostitute. Then he went to the city and <laughs> he went to the city gates, lifted them off. Yeah. Now, Dustin's been watching this story too, but he'll, he'll tell you so far, he's not done any strength and conditioning here. That's not part of this. This is just God, okay? 
Anyway, he lifted these gates right out of the ground. He put them on his shoulder, carried them to the top across from Hebron. Like up there where that cross is on Montesano Mountain. Wow. Everybody knew what happened. Now, here we go. This is the final days. Well, he fell in love. Oh, man. Delilah. There she is. Over the valley of Sorek. The five heads of the Philistine nation went personally to her and demanded. See, they're doing the same thing. We're going to kill you if you don't help us. We want to know how to subdue him. Each of us will give you $1,000. Wow. Delilah begged Samson to tell her a secret. Please tell me why you're so strong. Well, if you do seven leather raw bro strings, and you know this, then she'd say, the Philistines are here, boy, and he'd snap them like cotton. Let's keep going. You're making fun of me. You know, well, if you'll use brand new ropes, never been used, same thing, snapped them, snapped them, snapped them. You've mocked me, told me more lies. He said, well, if you put my hair in a loom, <laughs> he's still lying. Anyway, how can you say you love me if you don't confide in me? And she whined. She won that $1,000, didn't she? You're going to win the lottery. She nagged him every day till he couldn't stand it any longer. What happened? Now he told her the Nazarite. Now where did he get that from? Well, the angel had said what, and we already know from Numbers chapter 6. It's a vow. Okay. My hair can't be cut. If, I, if it gets cut, you know, my strength is going to leave me. All right. So that's what she called. It's funny. She called in. Uh, they, uh, she lulled him to sleep. They brought in a barber. Well, how nice. Anyway, Delilah began, after she began to hit him. And she could see his strength was leaving. And the Philistines were here to capture him. Notice my bar over here. This is about over. Let's watch what happened. I think this is great. She woke up and thought, um, uh, he woke up and thought, I'll do as before. I'll shake myself free. But he realized the Lord had left him. You know, we don't have that today. I mean, we don't, the Lord is with us. I mean, there's a picture right there. He's with us. So the Philistines captured him. They gouged his eyes out. Ah. And then they, bound, they took him to Gaza. They bound him with bronze chains. They made, him, they made him grind grain in the prison. Before long, his hair began to grow. Now, remember, we found out you could renew that vow, can't you? Amen. Well, watch what he does. Now, remember, this guy's listed, and he, it, said, it said, you know, he's one of the people of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Our gods delivered our enemy Samson to us. They gloated as they saw him in the chain. The scourge of our nation who killed many of us is now in our power. Half drunk by now, the people demanded, hey, bring out Samson so we can have some fun with him. So he was brought out in prison and made to stand at the center of the temple. And I remember in 1965, 68, whatever, I don't know who did it, but it was a movie Hollywood come out and it showed. And I remember seeing that picture. All right, here we go. Samson said to the boy that was leading him, hey, place my hands against the two pillars. I want to rest against them. The temple was completely filled with people. Five Philistine leaders were there. 3,000 people on the balconies who were watching Samson make in front of him. Samson, here it is again. He prayed to the Lord. Remember me. Please strengthen me once more so that I may pay back the Philistines for the loss of at least one of my eyes. Now before we go finish it, that little selfish rascal. Is it selfish? I mean, it, the Lord will answer your prayers. Boy, look what happened. Then Samson pushed against the pillars with all his might. And he said, let me die with the Philistines. He prayed. And the temple crashed down upon the Philistines and all the people so that he killed at the moment of his death more than he'd ever killed during his entire lifetime. Later, his brothers and his relatives came down. They brought him back home, buried him. Where is, anyway, he had led Israel for 20 years. Praise the Lord. 
Now, there's a lot of things there and a lot of things you picked up what the Lord will do for you in your life while we saw that story. That's the reason you get these stories. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Thank you for the story of Samson. Lord, we just thank you. If we're faced with any kind of difficulty, whatever it is, whether we're not feeling good or whatever, sick or something, you'll take care of that. If it's financial, you'll take care of that. Samson had to go get 30 changes of clothes. You'll take care of that. And if it's some problem we don't even know how we're going to get out of, you'll get us out of it. That didn't leave anything left but for us to go tell our stories about what you've done for us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we went a little long, but we got, yeah. Yeah, wasn't that a great story?